0: All right, so you ready to get the show on the road? Yep. You gonna announce, Paul? I'll let you announce him.
1: <laughs> no, I wanted you to do it. <laughs>
0: Damn it! All right. <laughs> do Do you want me to count you in? No,
1: no. Just give me a sec here. This is
0: Paul.
2: And this is Wayne.
0: Oh, the power of the throne! I no love it. Joke. You even put your name first. That is some bullshit.
2: <laughs> well, it still doesn't live first. up to Aaron, but it's still better than Paul. Yeah, that's true. I, I will give you that.
1: It's all I want for the VP seat, right? Tim I'm has more. Sit in this throne if Aaron gets shot, or he's on vacation. One of the two.
0: Do you think both ha- ha- has happened this weekend? Where is Aaron?
1: If it's a typical Aaron vacation, he has been shot and he is on vacation. So. <laughs>
0: Aaron is in uh, Washington D.C. this weekend, uh, putting in his bid for president. I think.
2: Yeah, everyone else is. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> At least with Aaron, I know his flaws. Like straight up. <laughs> yeah, there are many. <laughs> National Whiskey public- Day is a but thing. Publicly consumed, right? He's going to smoke a lot of cigars. Yep. <laughs> He's going to drink a lot of gin. And he's going to have a lot of pantsless meetings. <laughs> Can you see
0: Aaron's presidency pictures? They will all have cigars and scotch in them.
2: <laughs> well, and he'll have to update his vocabulary. Instead of daddy like, it'll be president likey, <laughs> president likey.
0: I think he'd take Kentucky. Let's be fair. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, he'd definitely take Texas. No, wait, because Aaron uh, Aaron isn't Texas like a Republican state. I don't know. All right, Aaron, I'd vote for you. There you go. I would too. Hell with it. <laughs> So, uh, it's been a little while since we've been on the mics. Uh, we, we missed last week. Uh, you know, I had a, an event that I had attended, and Aaron was uh, busy, and we just weren't able to, to get it together. So, uh, and Tim has been away for a little while, and he is all caught up on his TV, his movies, and he saw Marvel Live. It's sort of like I went to remedial school for
1: a month, and I had to catch up with everybody else on this damn podcast. So yeah, I went to Marvel Live, and uh, I I, I sort of went because Wayne talked me into it.
0: <laughs> Never do it, what Wayne talks you into, you know. That's how you get so, pregnant, Tim, uh,
1: <laughs> or rabies. So wow. I, I I just I decided to go, and you know I had a pretty good time. I, I will admit it was cheesy as hell, and so like my wife. 20 minutes into it, turns to me and says, shoot me now. <laughs> she was not having it. Since. So, um, but yeah, it was fun, you know, like when, because, it, spoiler, it, it's just about, the show is just about done traveling, but except for Canada, they said they're going to go to Canada now, but, uh, spoiler warning on, the, fir- the first hero you see is Thor, and I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> so I was geeked. You know, I, I liked a lot a lot of the things I saw, but you're right. I sort of felt like when I watch Avengers Assemble from the Cartoon Network now, I sort of feel guilty. It's sort of how I felt like in this show.
2: <laughs> you know, and that's what Paul and I both said when we saw it. Was yes, it's corny, but it's it was fun.
1: It was yeah. It was it was a good time. You know i I didn't expect some of the motorcycle things that I did see. <laughs> Um, I also thought it was, it was a couple odd choices. Um, you're in the middle of like this kid's thing and then you see Wolverine claws and I was like, that's interesting. (laughs) I'm not so sure that's where you should have went, but you can't really have Wolverine without somebody getting clawed. Right. Fair point.
0: Yeah. I was kind of surprised. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, he's, he's slashing up people, but you know, yeah, Um, I didn't care for their Captain Marvel.
1: No, she's kind of, she's kind of meh. Uh, the only other thing is, I was, I, I won't spoil it. I was sort of hoping they'd go for a Lou Ferrigno
0: on, on the Hulk, and they, and they
1: didn't. And that made me sad. <laughs> Hulk was
0: pretty bad. Yeah, Hulk, Hulk was pretty, it was pretty terrible. It was effing terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so it is touring, um, just a little bit longer, like Tim said, till, uh, the first of May. If you live in Wisconsin, Alabama, Kansas, Minnesota, or Florida, there's still a chance that you can see it, or Michigan.
1: It's. I think it's in Minnesota next
0: to. So, yeah. if you're, so in, the, if you're
1: in Minneapolis, St. Paul, you could see it.
0: There you go. Uh, it's uh, marveluniverselive.com for tickets. If you can watch it, it's it's
2: it's stupid fun. Did you buy yeah. any merchandise, Tim?
1: Um, Juanita made made Juanita made the decision to buy the program. Oh. I wasn't going to. Uh,
2: so Sarah bought me a like the throw blanket for it. And uh, I got – they had – I'm assuming this would be on all the locations. They had, like, snow cone carts out. Uh But one of them was a cup that was uh, Spider-Man's head. Uh So you're basically eating the snow cone like it's his brains. (laughs) And I had to buy that.
1: So they have cotton candy and they have these, like, rubber caps of, like, Captain America and Spider-Man on the top of them. Uh Did they have that for you,
2: Wayne? Yeah, they had that. Okay.
1: So – I just, a little off color. I turned to Anita and I put my hand up and I'm like, "How would you like a Captain America bra?"
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, she didn't go for that. Uh, I said maybe next time. Yeah. She's like, I'm, "I don't want any cotton candy." <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> She's like, enough. "Maybe if it was Batman."
1: That was the reasoning. So yeah, that was part. That was part one of the remedial. Um, you know, I think I'd give it a B. Like I had a good time. Uh, whoever played Spider Man was amazing.
0: Yeah, that yeah. seems to be the general consensus. Spider Man's, you know, very aerobic.
2: Yeah, yeah he was always moving, always perching.
1: There's a little more fire than I thought, too. That was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, okay, so yeah, that was a B. Uh, the next thing on Tim's remedial list is uh, with ManCon looming, I had to see Jessica Jones or it was going to get ruined, so I did
0: all right so you're all caught up on jessica jones all caught up on jessica jones what did you think of jessica jones
1: jessica jones was good um people that say they liked it better than daredevil i would disagree
2: i would disagree as well um i am one of the people that liked it better than daredevil season one what you
1: know both are good like i'm not gonna get
2: mad it's a completely different feel. I mean, it's like comparing apples to oranges. They were different styles of shows. But they're both fruit, so I can still compare them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, main takeaways. Uh, let's see. How do I do this without spoilers? The guy they picked for Luke Cage is amazing.
0: You can like, spoil that it. Was I mean, Jessica Jones has been out for a while. I don't think there's any shame in uh, spoiling it.
1: Okay, so when – because. The, the way they foreshadow it, it seemed like David Tennant's character told Jessica to throw Luke's wife in front of a bus, like for the first few episodes. Yeah. That's like, OK, that's terrible, but it wasn't exactly 100 percent her fault, right? Like, oh, no, <laughs> it's way worse than that. It was like, wow, that's terrible. <laughs> and so like her life it's just a downward spiral of terribleness like it was just it was pretty it was pretty fun to watch um I wasn't sure that Patsy was her sister for about three episodes I thought maybe it was her ex-lover because they had this whole lesbian thing going on with the lawyers so I thought maybe Jessica's by or something and then I find it's their sister it's like okay and then I find out why they're sisters and I was like that's just weird like, we're going to adopt this woman. We're going to adopt this girl so that you look better in the ratings. Like, really? Uh, yeah, but no. Jessica Jones was solid. Um, don't watch more than two episodes in a row or you'll hate your
0: life because
1: it's just depressing as shit.
0: It is. It is, especially for the first half of the season. Yeah. Even the, even the later
1: part. So it was like, ugh.
0: Like, I hate everything about life right now.
1: Like when she's in, when she's in her old house with with, <laughs> with them. I'm like, oh, this is the creepiest thing ever. <laughs> she's like, has to stay there. Like, wow, pretty brutal. So yeah, Jessica Jones was solid. I I see why you guys liked it. Um, I had my doubts because uh, I sort of liked it when Kristen Ritter got snuffed in Breaking Bad, <laughs> but I think she did a real good job here.
2: There you go. Yep, And next weekend, I'll get to uh, see Jessica Jones and Luke Cage at Wizard World. Because both both of them are going to be there as guests. Oh, nice. Are you going to uh, get autographs, photos? I haven't decided who I'm going to get autographs and photos with because I want my photo with David Tennant. So that's probably going to be where I spend the money. Oh, God. You and my other friend. Because I already have my picture with Matt Smith. So I want the David Tennant one now.
1: If, if you could get him to take a picture with you choking him out, Wayne, then it's
0: worth your money. Like the picture I have with Manu Bennett. <laughs> He's choking you out? Yeah. Yeah, that was, a, that was an unusual experience. <sighs> Did you ask for that? No. I walked up and he starts – he wraps his arm around my brother's neck and he says, Choke me. I'm like, excuse me? And he goes, Choke me! I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that death, was that was a pretty cool picture, anyway. Deathstroke, oh. is a badass. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you you got all caught up on Jessica Jones. I am assuming, in time, to start watching some uh, Daredevil season two. I have seen only episode one of Daredevil season two,
1: and the okay. reason is I'm on remedial remedial training with with wife unit for Daredevil season one. Ah, so I I. I I was able to weasel one of them, but I really thought that it'd be better to watch them together. So I was like, all right, I'll just sneak this one in because
0: I got to watch it for, for,
1: you know, my homework. Mm -hmm. And I got a week extension on my homework, which is very nice.
0: True. True. Well, and Wayne, have you seen any daredevil season two? Yep, I have only seen the first episode so far. Oh, you guys are slacking. I'm six episodes
2: in. So I I I usually watch it with a friend of mine and, I only watched the first episode so we could talk about it. There's no such thing as a friend that makes you wait to watch
0: Daredevil. I just want you to know that.
1: (laughs) There's a wife that makes you wait to watch
0: Daredevil. That happens. That's a little different. (laughs) It is a little different. (laughs) So one episode in, um, the season premiere, and like I said, I've seen six episodes now, so I'm a little, I'm not, I'm going to let you guys do more of the talking because I don't want to accidentally spoil something. Sure. What do you, what did you guys think of uh, the season premiere?
1: I, I thought that the Punisher reveal was too soon. I could I could have waited a couple of episodes to see him. I, I, I didn't I didn't like
2: seeing him the first episode. I didn't expect to see him the first episode, and when he's actually fighting Daredevil, I'm not sure how I really felt about that because it seems like Daredevil should be a much more skilled fighter than the Punisher.
1: Yeah, but Daredevil also gets his ad like. Daredevil gets his ass kicked hard in a lot he of seasons. Does. So, I wasn't surprised. Like the the actual fight itself was fine with me. It incorporated the guns in a way that I thought was good. But again, like I thought, leaving we're gonna be a little spoiler. Like when when Matt finds the guy hanging by the meat hook, like that should have been the end of the episode. Like he's gonna get us. Like yes, <laughs> perfect. Because everybody knows what it is, but it's like all the all the plot through the entire thing is like it's an army of like paramilitary and blah blah blah, like and I we'll just want at the end to say no, it's just one dude. That would have been perfect. So I kind of feel like the pacing was a little off on the first episode, but I did enjoy that Foggy and Matt are are buddies again. I I like that. Like, I hope they don't, like, tease and take away the Karen-Matt thing, like, like sort of like they did last uh, last season. Like, either
2: go with it or don't. Yeah, I will say from a c- cinematography aspect, is it just me or did it seem brighter? It
1: seemed a little brighter. You could see the costume more, for sure.
0: You know, I'm not going to spoil anything, obviously, but I will say that I was surprised they went with The Punisher as early as they did. But, um... A lot happens in this season, so it'll makes it'll make more sense why they introduced the Punisher early. Once you see that, okay, there are other storylines in this season. It's not like there's like last season; it was all Kingpin, right?
3: Uh-huh.
0: Um, this season, you know, it, it, the Punisher is kind of like the first arc? half, the first arc, and then they start bringing in Electra, And that's not a spoiler; she's in the no, the, she's pa- the posters, sure. you know. And, and just as the Punisher stuff is kind of wrapping up in the first arc. Uh, the electro stuff builds up, and I'm sure they'll all culminate at the end. Uh, but like I said, I'm about six episodes in, um, but you know, no spoilers here. But I'm loving it. Uh, you know, the big talk has been the the fight sequence in episode at the end of episode three. Which you know is, is being said to be better than the hallway sequence in season one, Ooh. and uh, is is absolutely better than the hallway sequence in season one. It's pretty awesome.
1: Man, the hallway sequence was
0: badass though. Yeah, this Gosh. one this one's even more so. Okay, wow, uh, it's more look forward to you, then. Yeah, it's even more technically savvy than that one. So, so I would let me, uh, let me say, ask
1: you this, Paul, since you're since you're far ahead. Are they trying to cram too much?
0: No, um, no. Again, I'm only six episodes in, and so it's it's hard to say. Yeah, I think it's a ten episode season. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to say. You know, is it all going to wrap up in a way that's satisfying? Um, there is a lot more for me going uh, going on this season than there was last season. You've got the Punisher, you've got Electra, you've got um, you know the three main characters. There, there certainly is more than last season. Right now, it doesn't feel like too much because it feels like you know the way that Daredevil is paced and. You know, we talked about this in the way with Jessica Jones, too. It does give room to breathe. In uh, Jessica Jones, I feel like it had too much room to breathe um, in that, I, that sometimes that show felt a little repetitive to me. Uh, but Daredevil, you know, it feels like we're still getting enough focus on everything without losing,
2: um, you know, one suffering one storyline suffering for another. Yeah, and in a comparison between the shows, since we have compared them a little bit, Daredevil is by far more cinematic it is yes there's a lot more skill to how it's shot to how the scenes are panned to how everything looks and that just there's a lot more uh, attention and skill put towards it it was the story that pushed jessica jones to make me enjoy it a little bit more than uh, daredevil season one but from a technical aspect it is definitely technically far superior to jessica jones because they're they are they just do amazing things with, you know, with how they shoot Daredevil.
1: Man, I, I'm rewatch. I was rewatching Daredevil season one, and the the fight scene he has with uh, Nobu, the red ninja guy. Yeah, that's a brutal scene. Like I forgot how bad that was. Like there's the one, the one part where he he gets the hooked knife in and he's pulling him around the room. It's like oh shit, <laughs> that's rough.
0: So. Okay. Yeah, that, season two definitely steps up the game, I feel. And really? so, I mean, it's, and like Wayne said, it's it's definitely more technically enhanced or, you know, the, uh, there's more uh, skill in the camera work and the choreography than Jessica Jones. And, you know, probably because there has to be, um, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's certainly more fighting. It's a different kind of st- fighting style, so. But I'm I'm enjoying the hell out of Daredevil season two. I think it's better than season one, and better than Jessica Jones so far.
1: All right. Well, everybody that's tuned in is probably annoyed that we've talked a bunch of Marvel.
3: Yeah, they
0: all know what they want us to talk about. I know what I want to talk about. So hear it. (laughs) So the big release this week, the big conversation. It is uh, Saturday, March twenty sixth. And obviously the day, um, yesterday, well, actually Thursday night, Batman versus Superman came out and, uh, you know, I, um, I saw it Monday at a, an, a preview screening and I think you guys both saw it yesterday. Yes. Yep. And, uh, you know, Wayne was on the fence in seeing it and I feel like I guilted him into seeing it, <laughs> but, uh, but we have all seen it and, uh, you guys have had a night to collect your thoughts. So uh-huh. this is our... I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it now spoiler warning on <coughs> spoiler because I don't, I don't want us to hold back anything. It's, it's going to be Monday by the time this episode releases. And, um, you know, we will
2: absolutely be spoiling the hell out of yeah. this movie.
0: You've been warned. Yes. Anything from here on out is your fault. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> and I have held back a lot of my thoughts just to, cause I wanted to sleep on it, well, which I saw was what you did with your review. I, I watched your review, Paul, I watched your YouTube review of it.
0: Yeah, so I put up an advanced review on uh, – well, so I, I'll say I saw it Monday, and they warned us like three times. And they even had a little thing with Zack Snyder at the beginning of the screening where he came on and he said, don't spoil the movie. <laughs> and I'm like, okay,
2: I will not spoil this movie. <laughs> um, well, and I know you also said in there that there was nothing after the trailers, but I went ahead and uh, I had to look it up just to be safe. Because I've gone to quite a few of these advanced screenings where they won't have the after the trailer stingers.
0: Oh, you mean after the credits?
2: Yeah, after the credits. So like all of the Marvel ones, the Aveng you know, the Avengers related things, they never have the after the credits things. Or after the trailer. Oh, wow. So like Guardians of the Galaxy, for example, I saw an advanced screening of that and I didn't see the Howard the Duck scene.
0: Uh, oh yeah there really is nothing
2: after the trailer after the
0: credits (laughs) but hey there is nothing after the credits in batman versus superman you do not need to stay no 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 but i will say i was surprised that the credits weren't like 15 minutes long i don't know what i mean maybe it was just the way they organized them but they were not like 15 minutes long like some of those marvel ones are i feel like the marvel ones are just like we're just gonna fuck with you because we know you're staying. But this one, uh, yes. this one didn't feel as long. But I did stay till the end, and there was nothing. Um, but, so... Again, spoiler warnings on Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, out now. Um, let's just do initial, did you like it or did you not like it, uh, first impressions. Um, let's start with Tim. I liked it. Um...
1: You know that's that's not a that's not a high bar. That's fifty percent bar. I liked it. It was it was worth going to. Absolutely.
2: All right, Wayne. I think fifty percent bar is about right to put it because I went in kind of expecting the movie to be a three out of ten, and now I'm waffling between a five and a six out of ten. Okay.
0: I lean more higher than uh, than either of you guys. I think I lean more towards like an eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um. For me, I absolutely loved the first two hours of the film, and then the last half hour of the film lost me. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the different pieces of it, and you know, we can kind of, or should we? I don't know. I don't even know where to start with this film because so, obviously, there's so much that happens in I, this film.
2: I'd like right, to, so, I, Paul, can I suggest ahead. we start with the positives? Absolutely. What did we all absolutely, you know, really like about the film? Because for me, the one positive outshines everything else in the movie. All
1: right, what is is, that? Is his name Ben Affleck? Because that's where I'd go.
2: No, actually, it's Wonder Woman.
1: Oh, I was actually going to disagree with
2: that. I'm with I'm
1: with Paul on this immediately. I Uh, thought
2: Wonder Woman was handled expertly. The actress did an amazing job as her, and I'm actually excited about the idea of a Wonder Woman movie, particularly. I'm watching the big fight scene and you see she gets punched across you know basically punched across the set and she's smiling and you see that she's she's enjoying fighting something that's actually a challenge i mean that she stole the movie for me that was the biggest positive i have out of the entire movie was just how well done i thought wonder woman was well, and
0: so, Wayne, I will agree that I think the actress was fantastic. I'm glad that they went oh. I No, I, I, thought, I, I thought Gal Gadot did a great job. As far as the way she was handled, though, um, I feel like while she certainly had one of the biggest uh, reactions from the movie theater, and so obviously it was a success bringing her into the film, um, I feel like it was just really more of an extended cameo. Um, for her to be in there. I, I, I am looking forward to her film. I'm looking forward to more. It was just a taste. I, I really, you know, considering how much she was in the um, in the promotion for this film, I, I feel like, uh, you know, it, it cert- she certainly wasn't a big portion of the film, which makes sense. It's not Batman versus Superman versus Wonder Woman or even the Trinity. It's Batman versus Superman. So she yeah. her, she was not in the film that much. What she was in there for was impactful. I enjoyed the actress. Um, I thought she looked the part fantastically more so than any other uh, portrayal of wonder woman i've seen in the past um
2: yeah i went in expecting every scene of the from the trailer to be all that we'd see of wonder woman and that's about right yeah it's we, about right, right. See, they, they on to every sequence her. that she's in yeah we've see, seen yeah. most of her in the trailer yeah. but it's so well done that i just that that was my biggest positive you guys are hurting my brain
0: Well, no, but I didn't say she was my biggest positive because I got to be straight with you guys. The biggest positive by far, by far, is Ben Affleck. Thank you, Paul. All
1: right. You've redeemed yourself a little bit. When we get to negatives, I will have a Wonder Woman response.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Um, (laughs) Ben Affleck, for me, I mean… Effing great. Effing great. I mean, he was so fantastic as Batman. Um, You know… in one role, he's already you know near the top of me for for on screen Batmans and and already past Christian Bale and you know I mean he's not Michael Keaton yet but obviously he's only had one movie whereas I had two movies with Michael Keaton
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, but wow he was just fantastic he was fantastic as Batman and Bruce Wayne.
1: He was he was pitch perfect as Bruce Wayne he was he was effing in shape which is which is saying a lot because you know the dude's like 40 something
0: yeah more in shape than any I mean he this right. is a Batman like we have never seen on screen before yeah no he's
1: playing he's playing older Batman and we haven't seen an older Batman I would say like he has passed most of his crime fighting like you see that
0: in the in the cave scene and stuff mm-hmm. like that it's, oh god it was so good. Yeah, he was he was absolutely fantastic in the role. Great Every, casting. I don't know that it could have gone any better.
1: Any as far as that goes, absolutely not. Everybody freaking out about Ben Affleck. I, I hope you realize, even if you don't like this movie, that it was totally not him.
0: So uh, yeah. Wayne, I'm curious what to think. What you think of uh, Ben Affleck Batman? Not not Batman's portrayal in the film, but Ben Affleck's right. portrayal of Batman.
2: No, I thought he did a good job. I wasn't as blown away as you two are, obviously, but I thought he did a really good job. He is definitely you one of the top three all time Batmans. And I would say he is the best Bruce Wayne I've seen on screen.
0: I would agree. I would agree. Absolutely. He is more Bruce Wayne than any other um, you know, portrayal of him. Um, another positive for me, and I know we're gonna come into disagreement here. I thought Jesse Eisenberg rocked.
2: I agree with you, Paul. Oof <laughs> <laughs> he is not he's not the Lex Luthor that I would have ever imagined enjoying. No, but he is Lex Luthor... He's not the Lex Luthor we wanted,
0: but he's the Lex Luthor that this film needed. Um, I thought he was great. I thought he was
2: great. I thought he, he, he there was... There were a few scenes where I thought that he kind of chewed the scenery a little too much. I absolutely hate the Redcoats are coming line. I For thought me? that was ridiculously stupid and I wanted her to just slap him. <laughs> but... Other than that, you I know, said so he, he played the incredibly intelligent but socially awkward very well. God, can I wait until the negatives for this? All right, I'll just shut up. <laughs> um,
0: you know, I, I think – well, I, I mean, one negative in in, uh, in the Lex Luthor, I will say, was the, the musical choices for him. You know, Lex had a, a, a musical, uh, you know, a theme. Uh, attached to him you know each main character had some type of musical theme and i thought his was way over the top Um, and the music and and we'll get to the music and oh yes we Uh, will um, i feel like lex's uh i I feel like jesse eisenberg really did a great job of this socially awkward but kind of egotistical and he would flip the switch and be creepy in the same moment Um, i thought he did a great job I, i better than i than i even expected considering i'm not a big jesse eisenberg fan Um, You know, he's one of those like skinny, awkward guys like Michael Cera that I don't like. Um, But he did a good job in this film, and uh, I I think uh, I would love to see his uh, portrayal continue, especially
2: now that he's bald and and even crazier. I think we should also make note that this is the first movie Lex that wasn't just doing some sort of real estate scheme.
0: Yeah. So let's, uh you know, continue. You know, we're, we're kind of talking about the principal cast, so we might as well continue with that. Um, and, you no, know, because we're talking about positives, Paul. Uh, all right, good point, good point. Well, I do want to talk about another positive. I've been positive. holding
1: my tongue on a lot of this crap, Paul.
0: Well, for me, um, another big positive was the fact that this was a direct response and a direct sequel, even despite the fact that everyone said it wasn't, um, to Man of Steel. Uh, this is very, you know, from the very beginning uh you know as much as ever, you know even though Batman's name came first in the film this is a sequel to Man of Steel it is um informed by the the disaster at the end of that film it, the the opening sequence of this film is probably one of my favorite sequences in superhero cinema ever um you know with with uh, Bruce Wayne uh you know dealing with the the battle of Metropolis at the end of Man of Steel I've never you know we've seen the Avengers battle and you know that we we've seen some of the human side of you know these superheroes fighting in the city, but never like this. I, I, you know, this was very much like a, a post nine eleven portrayal of how a superhero fights affects the city. And I thought that opening sequence was amazing.
1: It was, it was really good. I'm not. I
2: it was a, it was a little creepy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it, I'm amazed that anybody would say that this wasn't a direct sequel because all of the trailers made it pretty obvious that. The whole impetus of the movie was the Battle of Metropolis. Yeah, but the, see the, the trailers would have you believe it's a Batman film. And yes, while it
0: is Batman, uh, you know, while Batman in it, is in it heavy, I do think it is very fair to say this is a 50-50 split between Batman and Superman. Um, I feel like Superman has just as much screen time, if not more, and, uh, you know, has just as much um, conflict, if not more, than Batman in, in the way he, you know, he, he does good and, you know, the world... Both loves and hates him for it, and his confliction with that. So, obviously, Wayne, um, you know, we, we've had plenty of discussions about the portrayal of Superman and Man of Steel. I would very much like to hear how you feel how Superman was portrayed in uh, BVS.
2: So, some. First of all, let me say I, I do like Henry Cavill. I think he does a. As, as a person. <laughs> no, I like him in the role. I think I really liked his Clark Kent. There was no real reason for his Clark Kent to even be in the movie because it didn't serve the plot at all. But I like his Clark Kent and uh, I would have liked to have seen more of the Clark Kent and more of the Down to Earth. I like his interactions with Lois. I think they have some good on-screen chemistry. And I I even like him as Superman. It's just... I wish they would be... So, there's a couple things I wish about it. I wish it would be brighter because the movie is so dark that the costume itself even looks black at times instead of blue because of how dark it is. Uh, I did feel he was more heroic in this one than he was in the first one that we saw in, in costume as Superman because Clark in the first one was heroic, you know, but we did see a little more heroics from Superman in this one, I thought. Can I just make a comment about the light-dark thing? Yeah. In
1: Metropolis, most of the time, it's in light, and when they're in Gotham, that's where it gets dark, except for the end scene. See, from my perspective,
2: all of it was too dark. Really? Yeah, there were times where I couldn't even tell what was going on on the screen because of how dark it was. Hmm, were you wearing your glasses, Wayne? (laughs) Yeah, the whole movie was too dark. I didn't like... So this goes more into some of the cinematography of it. They were trying too hard to beat us over the head with the messiah complex. Too many scenes of him. So here's people needing to be rescued, and I'm going to float down slowly with my cape flapping in the wind to, you know, strike a pose. See, and I, I, and here's the thing.
0: I know I know a lot of people. You know, there are going to be people who listen to this episode that will feel like maybe some of the things I'm going to say are, are apologist for the movie. Cause, uh, obviously because obviously this is a very controversial movie. They no, they're not. I feel like that was intent. I mean, clearly it was intentional. But I think it was more intended to say this is how people view Superman than this Superman than this is how Superman is.
2: Yeah, and the same thing when he rescues the girl from the uh, Day of the Dead celebration from the fire. Yes. Instead of setting her down, he walks all the way into the middle of the crowd. And, like, I expected to see a mother waiting to hold the girl, but, you know, no, there's no reason for him to go into the middle of the crowd like that. It's just for getting the view and the uh, the images.
0: I love that scene. Yeah, I, I got to say, Wayne, I, I I don't disagree with, you know, the heavy-handed yeah. uh, portrayal. There was of too the, much of it. But. Yeah, but I think that was, you know, for me, yeah. I, I don't know, I think that was the point, right? He was trying to show that these are, are gods on Earth.
2: Um, and that's the way we view them. If one or two of the scenes or it was done a little more subtly, I don't know that it would have bothered me as much. But it was too much of hitting you over the head with it. Are we going negative, Paul? Can I go negative?
0: Yeah, let's go for it. Oh, I mean there still God. some positives, but we'll switch
2: back and forth. Yeah, I've got four more negatives right. to talk about. Holy them,
0: crap. OK, so I, I said in the
1: beginning – I'm going all the way back to where we talked about before. I said in the beginning I didn't like the the uh, casting choice for Wonder Woman. I said, why? And my wife agreed. <laughs> She's like, she's a little flat to be Wonder Woman. I said yes. Yes, she is. See, and I, thought, I liked that. I liked
0: that that, that wasn't <sighs> the focus of this Wonder Woman.
1: But the, everywhere she's drawn, Paul, it's just. <laughs>
0: I know, I, I know, know, but that's know. that's <laughs> not how I view an Amazonian warrior. You know, okay. Yeah. As, yeah, a,
2: so as a as a counter wife point, my wife really loved the uh, the Wonder Woman scenes and thought that she did a great job as Wonder Woman as well.
0: Ugh. All right. Well, I didn't like that at all. Um, I thought it's a fair, but it's where, not the first time I've heard that from from people. No, so and here's people. the other thing:
1: I didn't I didn't like her. I didn't like the Diane, you know, the Diana scenes at all either. I thought it was kind of dumb. Like she's just hanging out just to be seen. Like she had no reason to be at any of these places, as far as I could tell. You know, it's like, oh yeah, well, me. How did she know that Lex has a picture? You know, it's like just like I don't know. I, it, she annoyed
2: Wait, me. I accepted that her having the knowledge of it just because we, it's not her story. We never saw how she got that information. Not a big deal because it's not her story, but she had a purpose for being there. She was trying to get Lex's files.
1: I will. I will say that when she was in the action scenes,
0: she was way better. I will agree with Wayne on that. That small point. So let's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to touch on a negative here for me. If since okay. you mentioned it, the action sequence, Hmm you know i mentioned at the beginning of, of us of this discussion that i loved it up until the last half hour and at 2 hours and 31 minutes um you know that's you know most of the film that i liked about you know 75 80% of the film that i liked uh 80% but the, that last half hour as soon you know it almost like as soon as um doomsday showed up or even before then, actually when uh, when batman during the batman versus superman actual fight um is when the film lost me I will oh, say. Oh, really? Um, you know, when when they bonded over the fact that their brothers were both named Martha, and yeah. instantly were friends, and the Doomsday fight itself, I thought, I, I hate when films devolve into a CG battle. I would have rather had, um, you know, it feels so impersonal to me. And in a film that was that spent two hours showing a personal side to these to these characters and about how destruction affects the collateral damage. To spend the last half hour in a big CG battle where two cities are are, are, are leveled seemed kind of to devalidate the point of the first two hours for me.
2: I, I will also say it's such a minor, minor, minor thing, but I didn't like Metropolis and Gotham being across the harbor from each yeah, other where they could see lame. each other. That, that was kind of lame. Yeah, having set two huge cities so close... That they'd be considered twin cities. I I did not care for that at all. No.
0: Especially since it was never mentioned before, you know? Yeah. Yeah. My wife is like, where
1: are these geographically? Is one New York and one Boston? Like, this doesn't make any sense. I'm like, I I can't help you. (laughs) I cannot help you at all. I I have no
3: idea.
2: One of my biggest negatives for the movie was all of the dream sequences.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my Christ, Wayne. Exactly. No, they
2: I like them. I they liked got them a so lot. annoying because it was the same thing. It was it's Zack Snyder being so self important that he's going to hammer home his you know imagery into your head instead of just telling the story. All right, which dream so, no, sequence are we Because the there's a couple of imagery. them. Imagery. I'm going to bash you over the head with how obvious this imagery is, while interrupting the story that you're actually watching. All right, so which which dream? I mean, because obviously it starts with the dream sequence. I'm not. And when all I said of the, film, the dream sequences. I even, hated even all the, of
0: the. Even the the dark
2: side one. Yes.
0: Ah, all no. That. I, hated I loved all that. of that. I loved the dark. I side I wanted them sequence. to
2: tell the story they were telling. And not foreshadow the future movies through a dream sequence. No, I, I get love tired that. of him interrupting the movie with the dream sequences. Well,
0: and to be, and he's even said in interviews. And again, now it sounds
2: like I'm an apologist,
0: but he said, "Is that a dream sequence, or is that the Flash trying to give Batman a vision of the future?" So when and when the Flash shows up, I'm like, "Okay, maybe it is the Flash trying to give a vision of the future." Um, I loved that apocalypse dream sequence, and again, that's me. But man, those freaking parademons showed up, and I was like. All about it.
1: I so I'm gonna split the difference. Not it's none of the dream sequences in and of themselves bothered me. It was the amount. And let me tell you, Zack Snyder, Wisconsin boy, by the way. So I'm not gonna bash on him like Wayne.
2: <laughs> I just felt like it was a little too much. Oh, I'll I'll just, bash on him because I, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think I want to see anything DC Universe as long as he's involved. But. I will say that if they just did the one scene with the parademons and did the you know throwing the flash part in there, it wouldn't have bothered me. It was because there were so many of these dream yeah. sequences. It's How like, many were there? Was... Actually, three.
1: Ben Affleck going to the going to his his mom's crypt and seeing blood. There's the first part where he's sort of dreaming about when he fell through the cave and the bats were flying him up. Okay, yeah, it's another one. There's, that was what so to, lame. What are we up to three now?
0: Yeah, I thought there was
1: a fourth one.
0: There might be like It was been. just
1: it was too much.
0: Like I, don't I needed know. two of those
1: instead of four.
0: I liked them. I liked them. Um, you know, I will say the first sequence. It's, you don't know it's a dream sequence until the end, so it's you know when the bats are floating Bruce Wayne up. I was like, okay. I was like, what, what's what's happening? Are, like, are they are they propelling him up with their their wings? Like, what's what's happening? And, like, it didn't occur to me that it was a dream sequence. I was just thinking it was fucking odd. Um, but once it was a dream sequence, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, thank God, or we'd have (laughs) dumped the shark already.
1: Exactly. Because
2: Zack Snyder doesn't know how to be subtle. Uh, He can only hit you in the head with his imagery that he thinks is so brilliant. See, I gotta, see, I gotta say, Wayne, Zack Snyder, I love Zack Snyder. I love
0: Sucker Punch. I love Watchmen. I love everything that Zack Snyder has directed. I like that sort of imagery. Um, now I will say, I would, I do not agree with every choice he made in this film. Um, I think the, I, well, I don't necessarily love each dream sequence. I did love the dark side stuff. I loved, like I said, the um the Metropolis battle at the beginning of the film. Um, the quiet sequences for me were great. Um, you know, the the talks between Bruce and Alfred, um, I thought were fantastic. The moments with uh, Amy Adams, Lois Lane, and Henry Cavill Superman, especially the bathtub sequence. I was like, wow,
2: okay. There's, I actually there's some naked Lois in this film. For a second, if we were gonna get a splash of boob, I, I really it really you know what. I bet you it was CG'd out.
0: That's how that's how close it seemed like it was coming to it. Um, this is this is, uh, and I'm watching that sequence. I'm like, this film is not for kids
2: at all. <laughs> and, no, and, and that one is of the very true. I found annoying that isn't nothing to do with the movie itself. Was a parent brought their baby into the theater? Because I didn't see this in five star. Because by the time I broke down and decided I was going to see it in theaters, it was too late to get the five star tickets. So uh, someone brought their baby in, and the first thing you see is, you know, the death of Bruce Wayne's parents. And it's like the kid immediately starts crying. It's like, what is up with parents? You don't bring a baby to a PG-13 movie. The baby's obviously getting nothing out of it. You're just going to annoy everybody in the theaters. And then throughout the movie, all of the kids constantly talking as things happen because they're you know, it really isn't a movie for kids. Can I talk about my biggest problem with this movie? Yes.
3: Yes.
1: Or I, the, the music, you want to talk about self-important. The music was self-important as hell. The only time the music actually fit the, fit the mood of the, of the movie was when you got to fight scenes. That's the kind of music that was throughout the entire movie. So when we're building up to Lex's like library, purchased or whatever the hell and he's got the score going like it's some big important
0: thing it's like oh god i hated the score just hated it i'm conflicted on the score in that i liked a good portion of it i hated the lex luther theme um it is it is not a subtle to wayne's point about Zack snyder's lack of subtlety it is not a subtle score in the slightest no it is yeah everything
1: is is the most important thing that you've seen so far it's like no no
2: it's not (laughs) <laughs> bigger when things are coming is, we know when a score is done well you don't notice it i noticed it in this one a lot yeah a lot i um
0: i i, I feel the score works better listening to it on on you know I, I bought it on itunes it came out earlier in the week or the week before and so i bought it on itunes and listen to it of course you did paul yeah i bought it before the movie hell yeah um <laughs> But I so I, I enjoyed listening to it more that way. Uh, I you know I, I have a number of negatives. I, I, the primary negatives for me were in the last half hour. Uh, Doomsday. Oh,
3: no, if, my
2: I, primary negative is the story, and the writing, and the lack right. of subtlety, and <laughs> the self importance. I mean, my positive are the actors and the casting. It basically my negative is just about everything else.
1: Well, I've already said kind of what I didn't like. I didn't like some of the casting choices. I didn't like. I didn't like the music, but uh, Ben Affleck Batman, big win. I even Henry Cavill. When you talk about Superman, it's hard for me to give a crap about Superman.
0: Um, but I did like. I think he pulled it off, and I have to I, disagree I, with Wayne on something in regards to Clark Kent. Okay. I liked Clark Kent in this film i liked his portrayal of clark kent i like the moments where perry white's like where's clark he's never here i like that i thought <laughs> yes
2: did clark kent serve much of a point story-wise no but does he ever he not yes he yes started... he does in a really good superman story he is the key to the story but like i said i liked i liked his portrayal of clark i liked it a lot i just didn't think it served any purpose in this movie I would and that say, was the downside. It, I
1: would say that the
2: part where he's talking to Kevin Costner was Clark Kent, even though he
1: was dressed as Superman. I would agree, and I thought that was probably the best like Superman scene in the movie for me.
2: And it was another one of those. And, you know, it's not a dream, but hey, here I'm talking to the ghost of my yep. dead dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I true. didn't like that scene at all. I liked it though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I want to. I want to argue one thing. Because yes. like, you guys are saying that they bonded because their mothers were the same name. I feel like that's what stopped the fight. I sort of feel like what stopped the fight is in his last moments, Clark is like, save Martha. And so right before he dies, Batman's like, wait, he's thinking about other people. And I think part of it is that. I don't think all of it is the same name. Though.
0: No, I know that. It, but, that and, but, I, it, but it was just it like... felt like a little bit, sure. It, it, and not only that, it was just so sudden. And all of a sudden... You know, he goes and he saves Martha Kent and he's like, I'm a friend of your son. And it's like, dude, fucking 20 minutes ago, you were going to jab a kryptonite stake through his heart. You're not friends yet.
2: That was my initial thought. No, you're
0: not. (laughs) I know your son probably would have been closer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Your son sent me something along those lines. Like, you guys are not friends. You still hate the guy.
2: (laughs) I will say, though, that uh, one of the moments I enjoyed in the Movie came out of that. The when Lex called to get the update that Martha Kent was dead, mm-hmm. and you have Batman's voice come across the speaker. Yeah, yeah. He, I did really enjoy that scene. Goddamn, Jesse Eisenberg. Okay, so
1: Jesse Eisenberg would have made a tremendous Riddler. He did not make a good Lex Luthor. I'm sorry, I just did not like it at all. I turned to Juanita at one point and I went, When did Jesse Zuckerberg want to kill Superman? <laughs> that's what I got from him. Yeah. Weird billionaire guy. <laughs> I Like don't get me wrong, I think he did a good job because that sure that's what they asked him to do. But I is I don't know. I need my Lex Luthor a little more calculating and a little
0: less Riddler crazy. See, I mean and we talked about this, that I I, I liked his portrayal mm-hmm. very much. Um, I mean for let's talk a little bit about um the Justice League setup
1: the lack of Aquaman I'm right there Paul
0: dude there was a lot more than I thought I didn't think we were going to see all of those characters at all and we saw every single one of
2: them I was surprised right. okay so let's go down the list of them so Aquaman we saw in the brief underwater thing and he looked good but that's all there was to it
1: did anyone else expect when they dropped the spear for Aquaman to, like, for some reason be in the water and hand it to Lois? God, I wanted that to happen.
0: I didn't see that happening.
1: Uh, it doesn't make sense. They're not in the sea, but it's like, it's in the water. I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's going to happen because it's, like, close to a trident. It's going to happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> God damn it. All
3: right.
2: Cyborg. I think all of us, none of us actually like the character of Cyborg very much, right? No. Cyborg,
1: Cyborg can go the way of Windows 97.
2: <laughs> they definitely seem to be going the New 52 origin of Cyborg Yeah, versus well. the pre-New 52 origin. Yeah. Because sure. in the uh, brief scene we saw, the basically the whole body is created by alien technology that they know nothing of instead of being built by his father. I... Don't really have strong feelings either way about that. I don't either. I mean, it, it's cyborg, so I could give a shit. Exactly. Yeah. Don't and waste the too
3: Flash,
2: much time for them. I absolutely hated the guy they have playing the Flash. I don't. I mean, I didn't get enough out of him, so I don't know. I just didn't like the appearance. It didn't eh. look like anybody I could see as a Barry Allen. You know, with kind of long black scraggly hair. And he didn't look like someone that would be a forensic. Wow, he didn't look like someone that would be a forensic investigator. At least that's for sure. Having seen this movie,
1: I now know why they didn't cast Grant Gustin in this movie. Oh, he yeah, would have been so out
2: of place. Snyder said in an interview that you know there's no place in in his the world he's creating for Gustin's type of of you hero. Know, flash, right? You know a flash that's actually bright and fun. And entertaining. That, well, that doesn't fit
3: in his world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he is saying that Justice League will be a much lighter film than Batman vs Superman, and that's it. It, it, I, it would be hard for it not to be. I mean, oh. an episode of Jessica Jones is brighter than Batman vs Superman. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, and just to be, be clear, when I when I complain about the darkness of the movie, I'm not just talking about the story. I'm complaining about how freaking dark it is, just like lighting levels.
0: I'm not complaining about that at all, honestly. I, I mean, I thought the film was an adult superhero film, and it had adult themes and dark themes.
2: And, and for and me, I had mean zero you can't problem. Turn with it. on a light. Does that mean it's so dark in Congress that Superman walking like He has a black costume. See, I don't agree with that though.
0: I mean, I, I feel like there was plenty of daytime sequence in this. I thought uh, there was enough. I, I, I honestly thought
1: it was. This is Metropolis, and it's day. This is Gotham. It's always night for the like, most part until the until the end. Till the end, right? So I, I want to talk about a couple of high points when okay. when Batman opens up those those checks and the or, and the last one is you 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 killed your family or whatever, <laughs> and then you see him go all like rage, and then the next scene is just pounds of bullets on the floor last LexCorp <laughs> and a battering like yes, I was so happy.
2: I was like, please do this. So I one of my Batman portrayal complaints is I'm I'm of the camp that Batman doesn't kill He has in movies before but this is a Batman that didn't seem to have any problem killing but whether he did or not is kind of hard to determine because some of it was in dreams and some of it was in you know the regular world but He definitely didn't seem to have an aversion to killing people. Listen, when they're at the docks and he rams the guy in the fuel tanker, people are dead. Like, there's no doubt. There is no doubt. You could argue it's not necessarily his fault. Yeah, but but he's flipping cars. He's firing machine guns into vehicles where the people he's shooting are basically the hired help. He definitely killed the minigun guy. There's no shit. Oh, about yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> These are just the hired help he's
1: killing. <laughs> oh, I love it.
3: <laughs> um,
1: let's see. What was the other thing I was going to oh, f- – hell with it. There was another good scene that
2: I, I liked.
3: Oh, damn it, I, I lost. Did,
2: I found it ironic that Lois gives the whole thing about Superman not being a killer but the guy that he uh, that Superman rescued her from, he puts through like two brick walls. <laughs> I don't expect that guy to still be alive. I, you
0: know, I watching it, I was surprised that Batman, uh, you know, had no qualms with killing people. Um, I don't know that I necessarily had an objection to it, because obviously there every on-screen Batman has done some sort of 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 killing uh you know going back to Michael Keaton every on-screen batman
2: has had some type of on-screen uh killing Christian um, Bale did a good job like the, the Christian Bale batman did a really good job of pushing forward that he doesn't kill
3: yeah he said that
0: but if you watch the film there's a lot of stuff that people just probably wouldn't have survived there's a lot of people <laughs> falling off motorcycles in Christian Bale movies yeah and like, and car accidents and like that. and things like that you know flipping over cars and you know, there there are plenty of oppor- there's plenty of opportunity for death in Christian Bale's Batman. Now, it wasn't as prevalent and
2: obvious as as this Batman. It wasn't
0: machine gun bat <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't machine gun like
2: shoot him up that Yeah, <laughs> and it wasn't Christian Bale sitting putting a bomb down someone's pants. Or not Christian Bale was uh, was that Val Kilmer that did that? The bomb down someone's pants? No, that was um that was Keaton. It was still Keaton. Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was in
0: two or three. No, it was in two, and that's <laughs> the same one where he set the guy on fire too with the Batmobile. So I love it. <laughs> so,
1: oh, I remember what it was. So, did anybody start laugh, giggling when the, the when the senator turned the the jar? Yes. Of, oh my god, that was the best. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off, and I'm like, he let mercy he let mercy die. I didn't see yeah. that coming. Yeah, remember. I was
2: surprised that he let mercy
0: die. I wasn't. I mean. <laughs> hell with it exactly i mean he wasn't that he wasn't Alex that really seemed like he gave a shit about anybody no but still like it's like
2: wow but when she started turning that jar i'm like oh yes yeah yeah i mean and i saw that explosion uh, coming a mile away but I knew, I knew something bad was gonna happen for sure but i was like i was, I was like i, I wasn't expecting it.
0: that I, you know I, I was like wow
2: okay well the first time i saw the uh the guy with his legs cut off and uh, Luther approach him. My initial thought is he's going to turn this guy into a suicide bomber. Really? And then well, I didn't see him see that. show up in Congress. I'm like, okay, that's what's about to happen. Or I thought they'd turn him into
1: cyborg Superman or something strange. That's yeah, I
0: thought, I, he, I thought he was going to be Metallo or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's where I was going. Nope, just a dude sitting on a bomb. <sighs> spoiler. <laughs> Extra spoiler. <sighs> Did anyone else also like when the Superman statue went down? It's like that—that sh- that thing has to go down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I thought the—I I did
2: think the statue was a bit heavy-handed, but that's yeah.
0: you know what we talked about earlier. Yeah,
1: but I can Vietnam accept Memorial
2: the statue a after statue. his death if he's been a beloved figure, but the statue before his death—you took the time to build the statue when you're still building the city. Let's focus on building the city back up first.
1: I bet you Lex paid for the statue just to just to flip himself off every morning. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like what he'd
0: do. <laughs> so overall, um, I, I, I really really enjoyed the film until the end, um, and I'm, I'm actually going to see the film again today.
2: Um, well, Paul, let's get into the end. Okay, particularly because yeah. we've already hit on you know quite a few spoilers. Oh but yeah, we is, haven't talked about the big the big spoiler. This is the biggest spoiler of the whole movie. Superman dies. Yep. And uh, that was one of my big issues with the film. So I had some issues. I'm, I'm really curious what your issues with that, his death will be. My issues with his death, because I think the death of Superman is one of Superman's best stories of all time.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And one of the reasons that it is, is that it's him alone against Doomsday. He will not quit and he just continues to fight until he drops. One of the things I felt like this death was missing was the payoff. The the world wasn't sure how they felt about him all of this time. You know, he's at a negative at this point, more people hating him than liking him at that point in the movie when he does do the sacrifice. So it didn't feel like it had the didn't have the emotional impact of the comic version. And it didn't have the world impact. To me, it seems it's too early in Superman's career to tell the story of his death. And that's my issue with it. While I feel the sequence itself was fine,
0: um, I thought it was a good sacrifice. I thought the scene itself was well emotionally portrayed. In this. I thought the funeral itself was actually well done as well. It, fe- it didn't feel earned. We've only seen one, well, technically now two films with this this superman but one was him becoming superman and then the next one was the world deciding if they even liked him and then now he's dead and i'm like okay this didn't feel earned i needed like another film or two before this felt earned he hasn't even been superman that long and that's what it felt like for me it it, it did not feel earned enough for it to be a world affecting
2: sacrifice the other issue i had with it that makes perfect sense in the world was the the funeral of clark kent So, in every other version of the death of Superman that I can remember, Clark goes missing when Superman dies. It makes more sense for him to have a funeral and for them to declare him dead and all this. But what it does is it makes it more difficult to bring Clark back. Yep. So, I basically took that as Schneider saying, I don't have any interest in Clark Kent. I don't want to tell his part of the story. I threw him into this movie, but... In future movies, he's just not going to matter. We're not going to deal with him anymore. And that's such a core of the character to me that that part of it bothered me as well. Uh, Snyder also said in an interview that the stories he's planning on telling for the rest of the, you know, basically the rest of the universe don't involve the kind of scenes that would have Jimmy Olsen in there. Because we've never seen – we haven't seen Jimmy Olsen in the movie except – He did reveal in an interview that the photographer in the beginning that gets shot in the head Uh is Jimmy Olsen.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because in the credits, there was a credit for Jimmy Olsen, and
2: I I wasn't sure who it was. One of the deleted scenes will actually have him introducing himself to Lois as Jimmy Olsen. So the Jimmy Olsen in this universe was a government agent that was undercover as a photographer and just got shot in the head. Good. (laughs) Good. That's, I don't really have feelings either about that anyway, other than it just shows that that aspect of Superman is not going to be important for the future. It doesn't need to be for the Justice League movies. It doesn't need to be for Batman versus Superman. But if they do another Man of Steel, I want the Daily Planet and I want Clark and I want that aspect of the character just as much present as Superman.
0: Yeah, I mean... They'll, so, do,
1: they'll do something, Wayne. They'll yeah. say the
0: body was, you know...
2: Not okay. really him or something. I mean... Yeah, I, I, think, I don't think they will. I think Snyder doesn't like the idea of the secret identity. Doesn't like the idea of Clark Kent. Everyone seems to know who he is. And, you know, at this point, they just... I don't think he will bring back Clark. I mean, I he don't know. not care for it.
0: Well, I think what we're going to see in Justice League... I, I feel like what we're going to see in Justice League is this vision of the future that Batman had in this film, I feel like we're going to see Superman resurrected by dark side. I feel like that, you know, the Superman army and stuff like that. I feel like we're going to see some of that, um, apocalypse now from the Superman, the animated series influence the justice league movie. I could be wrong, but that seems like where they're headed with the death of Superman. And, you know, maybe he'll come back resurrected by dark side and he'll be bad and he'll have the Superman army. I don't know. That's, that's the, that's, 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 what I feel, it, I've not seen anything that says
2: that. I just kind of got that impression watching this film. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. I Snyder, I don't think he... At this point, I don't think he even likes Superman, to be honest. He's definitely more of a Batman fan. Oh, yeah. He, I don't think he actually even likes the character. I... You know, personally, said as long as he's helming the DC movies, I'm out. So...
1: One another another, of another wife comment that made me laugh. She's like, "Okay, so he took a, he took a nuke to the face, and the sun came out, and he was okay. Like, wouldn't you tell your girlfriend, wife, that, hey, if I'm ever like almost dead, just put my toe
2: out in the sun. Like, eventually, I'll get up." Yeah, Sarah had the same comment. She's like, "Why wouldn't they? Why would they put him in a box in the ground when he's a fucking solar battery?" Yeah, and I'm like, "Well, in fairness, they he."
0: Dead. Yeah, they didn't see him to... do that. You know, he was yeah. in space. It's not yeah, like yeah, they that, that, was, that
1: was what I said. I said well, I don't think anybody knows. I'm not sure he knew.
2: Yeah, and that, that scene was very much most from most Dark Knight. Right in the movie, though, where that at moments people knew things without ever explaining how they knew them. Maybe oh. some of that will come back in deleted scenes.
1: God, when 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 Henry Cavill is is down and he says Bruce, stop, and like Batman doesn't freak out that he knows he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Like, I was like, what? Like, I knew why he knew because he can hear everything, right? But, but like, I was like, I was, I was a little surprised that he didn't he didn't do the gravelly. How do you know who I am? You know, that would have been perfect.
2: Whatever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was one of the moments of it seemed like that was perfectly normal for him to know who he was. And, well, because he's fucking Superman. I mean, you're right. How did you know? But I don't know. Like, everyone knew who the hell everyone was instantly in this film. Yeah, and how
0: did Lex,
2: you know, discover who uh, Superman was?
0: Well, I mean, I, I do think some of that's going to be in the deleted scenes, but I, I got the impression that maybe he got that from that Kryptonian library thing or something. There you go,
2: Kal El. That's why you call him Kal El first. Yeah. How did everyone come to the realization it. that the uh, the Kryptonite you know spear would be able to take out Doomsday? Like Batman, it makes sense if he knows that this is Kryptonian in origin. But like Lois comes up with that idea too, not knowing where this creature came from. Yeah, that's
1: fair. Listen, there are problems. Don't get me wrong, but I think overall, uh, more positives than negatives for me. Um, I, I've, I've uh, Zach Snyder. There was a there's a couple off notes for me, but I. Like I said, I'd see the next one for
2: sure. I I am about 50-50, and all of my problems, I completely lay on Zack Snyder's doorsteps. That's why as long as he's helming them, I know I won't be happy with the DC Universe. It is too dark for these characters. It's fitting for a Batman, and maybe I will see the Batman. You know, if they do a standalone Batman movie... That he's please, me, that please I just will. do a standalone Batman movie.
1: I mean,
0: it's supposedly I Ben Affleck is working on writing and directing a solo Batman film. That's the rumor. It's not been fully confirmed other than the fact that they have said that Ben Affleck is working on the story. Um, which, yes, that's great news. I mean, he, he was, uh, for me, he was the standout of this film by far. And while I liked many things of this film, um, I think the, the thing that will come out unaffected uh, will be Ben Affleck's Batman, because, uh, regardless of the negative reviews, because even in the negative reviews, everyone likes Ben
2: Affleck's Batman. For the follow-up movies, I will see a standalone Batman. I'll see the standalone Wonder Woman. But at this point, I'm going to just come out and say it. I know I'll end up changing my mind and going to see it. I have no intention of seeing Justice League. Anymore. You're seeing that. You're seeing You're see fucking seeing Justice League. We know you are.
1: We'll badger you into it again. That's fine. We'll buy your tickets. Something. Something You'll will see
0: happen. The, the trailer will look awesome because it's Justice League. and it's. Gonna... Oh, no.
2: It, the trailers won't look awesome. Remember, I hated the Batman Superman trailers. It made me think I was going to hate the movie. And going in, like, this is a movie I would have rather just seen on DVD at this point, after having seen it. But the big thing was I, the more I thought about it, I said I didn't plan on seeing it in theaters at all. I definitely wasn't going to see it opening weekend. But I kept thinking, you know, okay, well, I'm a comic podcaster. I'm a huge Batman fan. I'm a huge Superman fan. I need to see this just to to see it and talk about it. It's your responsibility as a superhero, Wayne.
1: Or, yeah, and, a, and a podcaster. <laughs> and
2: that's really how I looked at it, and that was my own internal justification for going to see a movie I thought was going to be a three. I was pleasantly surprised it was a five or a six versus a three. But that was my personal justification for buying buying it was I felt it was my duty. I think Paul talked me up to a seven.
0: I think
1: think Paul convinced me it's a seven.
0: I mean, for me, you know, I I left the film and I haven't had a chance to talk to anybody about it since because no one has seen it. And so I came home and I I came home the next day. I'm like, I don't know. Like, you know, because I didn't like the end. And when you leave a film and the end is what you don't like, that's what you're left with. I'm like, I'm really conflicted. Um, But talking about it. Has has you know helped cement my feelings about the film, and I look forward to seeing it again to 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 really kind of. Of course, when I saw it, it was at 10 p.m. I got out at 1:30, so I'm gonna see it at one one o'clock today, 1 p.m. today, so I'll be a little bit more awake and uh, aware. Um, but I look forward to seeing it again. Uh, I I think it will hold up better on repeat viewings and initial viewing because now I know what I'm going into. I will say
2: I think uh, a better it, movie could be edited out of what was actually filmed. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I agree, and I think I, I think with with some fine tuning, the ending could have even been better. Um, but I, I feel like they just jammed too much into the last half hour for me. Um, without any, you know, with, they had this two hour worth of breathing room, and then they're like, okay we have a half hour left we need we need batman versus Superman. we need them versus uh, doomsday we need wonder woman and we need the introduction of the justice league and we need superman to die and we need a funeral and we need him to come back and we need this and we need that and i'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god so much is happening in this last half hour <laughs>
2: um okay i also say i didn't like the levitating dirt. really i like that i like that it made no sense <laughs> it's 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 it's,
3: it's metaphorical, just a little right. tap exactly yes, it's metaphorical
2: damn. it's another symbolic it's another zach snyder saying we can't just end this we have to hit you over the head with a of course he's coming back well what would you have preferred? like him pounding through the the like his fist coming out of the uh
0: the the that would the um coffin that would have been even more beat you over the head i thought it was more I subtle didn't than that need
2: them to even indicate that he was coming back because we all knew he would which again was but one of my problems the with the floating film. D- The floating dirt makes no sense with his powers. He doesn't float things around him,
1: he flies. Okay, Wayne, so if if you started to see a little bit of smoke, like he was using his heat vision, would that have worked for you?
2: Actually, yeah, I would have. Smoke or something would have been a little bit better than the floating dirt. Okay.
1: All right. Um, Completely unrelated, other than it was a trailer for this movie. Um, because I think we're at the end of this conversation. Yes. This is the first time I saw the entire Civil War, the the new trailer.
0: Oh, really? Okay. What would you think? I've
1: been, av- I've been avoiding it because, like, like I said, I don't like watching trailers for movies I know I'm going to go see. Uh, what did I think? I th- This is the first time that I'm, I was on Iron Man's side of that argument. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like like the scene with War Machine, I'm like, okay,
0: Tony, you need to kick their ass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think the film is going to be very interesting, especially having seen Batman vs Superman because it's very similar, um, you know, in in concepts. So I, I do want to see how how the two compare in their
2: portrayals of similar concepts. Um, I saw a few trailers before the movie that were that I hadn't seen before, uh, the Lego Batman movie. Oh, yeah. I had not seen the trailer for that before.
0: (laughs) I think that was new to this. And I will say, because I saw this preview screening, I did not see any trailers other than Zack Snyder saying, don't spoil my goddamn movie. (laughs) That was your trailer? (laughs) That is all that I saw before the film. Uh... (laughs) I saw
2: the uh, Warcraft movie trailer. Oh, that looks terrible. Um, Basically, anything comic book related that's going to come out over the next year, there were trailers for both Marvel and DC. Uh, it was the first trailer I saw where I, for uh, Suicide Squad that I actually really enjoyed Harley Quinn in the trailer. Is yeah, it the I one didn't... with the
0: Queen song in it? Yeah. yeah. I didn't get to see that one.
2: Hmm. I, the scenes that they have Harley in in that trailer, she just really you know, won me over. It's just a shame that I have to watch the rest of the movie to see her.
0: No, I think Suicide Squad is going to be actually pretty decent. Uh, I think it's going to be very different than Batman versus Superman. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be dark, but I think it's going to be more dark humor than dark.
2: Watching the trailer for that, it seems so much brighter, <laughs> like both <laughs> both lighting and story than Batman versus Superman. How uh, is that possible that a Suicide Squad movie is a brighter movie than a Superman movie? <laughs> <laughs> for Wayne. <laughs>
0: So, Batman vs. Superman, it sounds like we are are mixed on the podcast, but overall, it does sound like we enjoyed it. And would you recommend, I mean, at this point, we spoiled the fucking movie for you, so if you stayed around, you're (laughs) hosed, if you haven't seen it yet. um, But I would recommend seeing it. If you are a Batman or Superman fan, if you liked Man of Steel, it's a no-brainer seeing it. See it. If you didn't like Man of Steel, I still feel like there is plenty to
2: enjoy in this film, um, especially the portrayal of Batman. Yeah, my take on this is uh, – <clears throat> so my take on it overall, I thought the story was bad. There's a lot of negatives to it. But there were enough elements of it that I liked that I give it definitely a solid – if you don't see it in theaters, at least rent it and watch it. Because there are enough elements I enjoyed
0: about it. No, see it in theaters. I, I'm going to say see it in theaters. There is some. There is enough big screen action to warrant seeing it in theaters. And see it in IMAX. I don't know if you guys saw it in IMAX, uh, but I, I recommend seeing it in IMAX. I don't see anything in 3D.
3: Uh,
0: I didn't see it in 3D. I just saw it in IMAX. Oh uh, yeah, ours our IMAXs are only 3D where I
2: usually go. So I was like, no, no, that would suck because I don't do 3D. Nope.
1: Um, I. I would mirror Paul. I think it is I think it is a big screen movie.
2: I think you need to see it on the big screen. I think you'll lose something seeing it at home. See, I'm and I'm kind of of the mindset of I don't want it to make a ton of money, but I know it is it's because I want them to switch gears. I don't want I don't them to want switch them gears. I don't want them to keep going down this path. Because here's the thing. They're not going to switch gears. If it screws up. They're going to
0: invest their money in fucking Harry Potter films and some other franchise, and we're not going to get Justice League, and we're not going to get Flash, and we're not going to get some of these films that I actually do want to see. I already
1: saw the trailer for for Strange Creatures and How Do You Get Them or whatever. That was in my trailers, so you know that's what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, so I want my Justice League. I want to see the next story with these characters, and quite frankly, I want Batman v Superman to do well because I want to see Ben Affleck continue in the role.
1: Listen, just give me just give me Jason Momoa, and I don't give a fuck.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, just want them to fire Zack Snyder and put someone else on it, and then there's a lot of potential for whoever new comes in to build off of it. Oh, well, regardless well, of the bad reviews, let's be honest.
0: If I were to look at Rotten Tomatoes right now, I'm sure that I would see that Transformers 4, which was the biggest movie of that year, has probably about the same score as Batman vs Superman right now. Um, it's, you know, I, while the negative reviews will certainly, uh, hurt this film a little bit, um, I don't think it's the end all be all. And I do think we're, we, in fact, Transformers Age of Extinction, the number one movie of 2014, has a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes.
2: Which is pretty accurate because it's a horrible movie. It
0: is. but uh, it but, made money. But Batman vs. Superman has a Rotten Tomatoes critic score of 30%, but a user score of 73%. So clearly, uh, you know, people are conflicted with the critics on this one, but I, and, and myself included. I say see it. Yeah,
1: I, I sort of wish you lived closer, Paul, because then we could see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles into the light or
2: whatever together. Oh yeah. That, that was another trailer yes. before my movie was the new Ninja Turtles trailer. Can't wait.
0: Oh, Rang I'm there. And, and, and Green Arrow. He's not Casey Jones in that film. He's just Green Arrow. He's just Green Arrow with a high. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's fair.
1: You People... failed the city, Raphael. <laughs> oh, God. I love it. Can't wait. Uh, All right.
2: Well, well I think I we would be have... awesome if they found some way to work that light in.
1: So, Paul, we didn't talk a whole lot about a comic, comic books this week. In fact, none about actual comic books. What's yeah. that coming out next week? Holy
0: shit. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure there are some comics that are coming out next week. Uh, but I will say what what is How happening is this-
2: too buried in the afterglow of the movie to care about what's coming out next. Yeah, week. I don't give a shit. I mean, he doesn't even I don't think he even smokes, but he's smoking cigarettes metaphorically. <laughs> Paul,
1: <laughs> I,
0: I threw you the typical Aaron line. And what did you do? I, I I I paltered. You, you, you botched. It's okay. I did. Well, and, and I'm looking. Now I am looking at what's coming out next week because we stalled it long enough for me to do so. Good job, everybody.
2: We cut to a dream sequence of Paul sitting
0: Paul, on his bed with a big giant cigarette.
2: With a yeah. future Paul
0: running into his TV going,
1: Paul, you need to look up the comics, Paul.
0: <laughs> My dad's sitting there on top of a mountain.
1: Why didn't you look up next week's releases? I remember one week when I didn't look up releases, and then our and then our neighbors died. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. So next week, uh, releases not a goddamn thing. Um. Seriously, that's not even an exaggeration. There is, I, I see maybe one comic that I'm going to buy, uh, next week. So it's a slow week. But what we will probably be talking about is that this weekend at WonderCon, lots of, um announcements are happening including the announcement of the creative teams of dc's upcoming rebirth so i'm sure we'll be talking about that and some of these last couple of weeks releases including uh batman number 50 superman number 50 uh some of the bigger releases over these past two weeks that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet because we've been focusing on batman versus superman so look forward to chatting with you guys next week and uh we'll talk to you then bye everybody